Play ball. Welcome to episode three of Back at State. I'm going to throw it over to Joe in uh, Minneapolis. How's it doing, Joe? Doing pretty good. Spent a little bit of time at the Minneapolis or the Minnesota, excuse me, State Fair this weekend. So uh, got out there, ate a little bit of fried food on a stick, uh, watched a bunch of college football, all the crowds feeling good. College football is back, and that is a great feeling. It's definitely, definitely back. Um, and then we got Kyle, dad of the year, watching all his kids by himself. How you doing, Kyle? Yeah, I'm, you know, I have an ice pack in my, in my pants right now. That's that's actually what's going on. I hurt my <laughs> back, so I've been laying around all weekend. And, and I'm still recovering both from my back injury as well as just like this piece of a thought that Iowa State could lose to Northern uh, Iowa yesterday. Like, you know, that, like dread feeling you get when you're like, oh, shit, my team could lose. Like, well, I mean... I don't know. I don't know the feeling. You don't um, know that feeling, but you know what I mean. You're like, oh shit, I'm gonna be in a bad mood all weekend and probably all the way till next week. And like, you know, like where you just see like you're like, oh wait, this matters to me a lot. Well, you know, we I had that. Really it, need them to win. We had that yeah. exact same thing, Kyle, because Wyoming was playing noted FCS school Montana State, and uh, it took a 40 seconds to go touchdown pass uh, to go up to win by a field goal. You know, uh, I mean, let's let's just talk, because all of us sort of had either a scare or a, or a big giant. You know? Or a disaster, a disaster. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, when it, the, these FCS teams, let's be honest, these are like hype games, right? For them, is that is it excusable? Although we're looking at other teams that just housed their opponents. But I feel like, I don't know, like last year, Iowa State, started out losing to, to, well, they're not FCS, but Louisiana Lafayette, who ended up being a good team. But this happens a lot, you know, like these FCS teams get hyped up, and you can recover from that. You can. Well, and a lot of these FCS schools played full seasons last year. You know, they, they got to play a lot of games. They got to do playoffs too. So, it, you know, Colorado State went up against yeah. FCS school um, that ended up going to the national championship for their for their league. So there it is. I think it's excusable in that sense. Uh, but to, to go back to what you said, Kyle, about um, it possibly ruining your week, I was at my girlfriend's family reunion watching the game in my CSU jersey. Everyone's mm-hmm. talking, having fun. I'm, I'm sitting on the couch by myself, glued yeah. to the TV. You just um, have that thought where you're like, oh, wait, I'm a doofus. Like, I'm going to check my bank account and see, okay, this TV's 800. If I kick it, <laughs> can I pay them back? Um, so yeah, it was, it, it might've put a damper on the evening, um, for everybody else. Yeah. And, um, I might be homeless if she kicks me out soon. Sam, are you, are you worried that instead of moving to the big 12, that CSU is now going to have to move to the big sky and that they won't be competitive. <laughs> they won't be competitive in the big sky. Oh man. Uh, yeah, you... no, I, I'm not worried. Cause we're going to beat Vanderbilt. Uh, we're going to beat Iowa. We're, oh. we're going to have some big, some big wins coming up okay. and we'll, we'll recover. One game doesn't make the season. Okay. Yeah, sure. You're going to beat Iowa. Uh, I mean, speaking of, Iowa and Iowa State both pulled out the dubs, so ESPN College Game Day is heading to Ames next weekend for the second time. Uh, Very exciting, and uh, so that that should be good. I think that that game has a whole different dynamic of of its own. They really 
those two schools hate each other a lot. I actually do have kind of a funny story about that when I was at school back at state. I uh, the, the Iowa track and field team was in town, right? And me and my buddies found out because we were like just watching these doofuses run around like the dorms. So we went to the hardware store and bought one of those like five million candle watt spotlights. You know what I'm talking about? Like plugs yeah, into your yeah. car lighter. It's like it, it could like take down a, an airplane if you shot it at the captain or something. <laughs> so we would drive around in the opposite direction that because it was like late at night and these track and field dudes are like, you know, trying to get their, their their run in or something. So it's dark and we're like driving around and we we'd slowly roll up to them and just flash them with the with the beam of light right in their faces. It was wow. wow. So if those guys are out there, I'd like to apologize for that, but yeah. We, 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 uh, we, anyways, Iowa, Iowa State really hate each other. I had a question. Do, so, has Iowa and Iowa State, have they ever played each other when they're both ranked like in the top 20 like this? I, I mean, Iowa think... could, Iowa could be ranked, well, they're 18 right now. So, yeah, is there, has that ever happened? Not in my memory. It might have happened in the 90s, possibly, or like during the Seneca Wallace years, maybe, but I, I, <laughs> I certainly can't remember a matchup. Well, I mean, yeah, Iowa absolutely dominated Indiana. Both of those schools ranked low teens, so you should see Iowa climb a decent amount. I mean, yeah, Iowa State Iowa taking State care of business. Yeah, they'll uh, probably drop to 10 maybe, maybe I, mean, I think as low as 15. You at, you look at the teams behind Iowa State that lost. Uh, so you have number eight right behind them, Cincinnati. Um, they dominated, but Miami of yeah, Ohio is not necessarily a great school. Let's be clear. Yeah. We're, we're recording this before the new rankings come out. Yeah, right. and we're recording and this have, on Monday, uh, Labor Day. You have number nine. Yeah, they beat FSU, but it was obviously in overtime. They didn't look great, especially in that second half when McKenzie Milton came out. And we can get to that, but number, number 10, ten lost, lost yeah. to an unranked team. Um, you know, a, so, a lot of the teams that are right behind Iowa State, I don't see them falling too far behind. And you also have to drop. Uh, Clemson for scoring three points is certainly going to drop. Do you, so, I mean, can we do you talk think, about Kyle being right about Clemson's taking a step back this year so yep, far? That was that was that was, that was good. That I was mean, a good I, pick. I, I mean, they look terrible. Right about about Miami stepping up, but so far, but I mean, come on, it's Alabama. It's, it's like, Alabama. It's like it's like the thirty third NFL team, pretty much. Right. Well, yep. do you think so? Do you think OU drops because they? I mean, they barely beat Tulane. You think they, they drop to be in the same position as us? I think, I think they probably drop. I think Georgia probably goes up to number two behind Alabama, um, and then I, you know, Virginia Tech could possibly move into the rankings. Not that high. Um, what was that game? Virginia Tech. They beat uh, North, North Carolina. Yeah, who was number ten? And then yeah. I mean UCLA. They've gotten two wins now. I mean they could they could hop into the top twenty-five. So yep. UCLA it'll be interesting. Votes. Penn State will move up after beating Wisconsin. So I mean, yeah, it's and then Washington lost to Montana. They'll fall out probably of the top twenty. There was a lot of mix-ups going in the top yeah, twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, that was a and disaster for Washington. The South Dakota State Jackrabbits will probably jump up to about what fifteen. <laughs> 20 something right yeah north dakota state's got to keep their eye on uh, south dakota state i think south dakota state's actually going to be joining the the big 10 probably yeah did you see the teams that that the big 12 is supposed to send an invite out to by the way i did it was uh byu was in there um cincinnati was in there yeah Uh, i can't remember the other team houston and ucf 
Yep. Yep. There you go. I think that's, I think that'd be a, a really good conference. I mean, obviously I, it's, it's okay. It's they're okay. not going to make up for UT and OU, no. but who, I think who do you go get other than if, unless you could somehow land uh, Notre Dame. Well, again, no. well, I mean, it's going to de- completely depend if they go to, cause now there's that weird PAC 12, big 10 alliance. ACC alliance yeah, deal. Yeah. Big 12 very obviously got left out of, right? and it's, it's going to be, and they're still saying, you know, well, you can obviously still schedule a, a SEC team. That's fine. Yeah. So the alliance, just, what does it mean? It just, just was sort of like a, you know, handshake deal to be like, we do solemnly swear not to steal teams from each other or something. And right? yeah. I think it's Which, interesting the Big 12 and... was left out because yeah. I do think that the Big 12 is probably going to have some teams poached. Like I think you're going to see West Virginia um, probably try and jump to the ACC. You're probably going to see teams like Iowa State are probably going to try and get into the Big 10 where they Iowa would have Iowa State and Kansas natural... tried, but they couldn't or didn't uh, or haven't or whatever well yeah but. kansas put out that uh that weird marketing um claiming the uh claiming the kansas city tv market and all of the jobs that lawrence can connect you to and right and this weird pitch that wasn't targeted at anything because they couldn't say it was targeted at the big 10 but uh no i definitely see i mean iowa state it makes a ton of sense you've got iowa minnesota yeah. right there technically nebraska Plus, Iowa State is part of the, what is it called, AAU or something, which the big, it's like American academics or something. It's some kind of like, I don't know, like they they only let certain schools in because they do enough research or something. And the Big Ten has said they only want AAU schools for wood. So Kansas and Iowa State qualify for that while like, Oklahoma State, Kansas State do not. So I, but I don't, I don't know. This, the the real big question in all this is how long does the Big Twelve um, keep Texas and Oklahoma? Like, do they hold them to you have to be here through twenty twenty four, or do they just let them go at some point? I think I they'll think let them go. To, they're going to be able to but pay the, that the money though. They want might want to just hang on to. The, Money bags as, as long as it can. Maybe. Wait, so speaking of Kansas, I do want to say um, them storming the field against South Dakota State. I mean, I think that's more embarrassing than losing South to Dakota. an FCS school. Yeah, so- just sorry. South Dakota. Sorry, sorry. My bad. South Dakota. I, I, I mean, storming the field against an FCS school, is that more embarrassing than actually losing to them? Yeah, you, you can't storm the field against a, I mean, it's not even a group of five team. Like, Kansas is supposed to be a Big 12 team. Listen. Put yourself, let's say you're a senior at Kansas University right now, right? You lost all of last year. You couldn't go to any games. And the two seasons before that, you what? You maybe saw, I, I don't have a record in front of me, but maybe you saw like two, three wins at home. But maybe still, still, years. you got to di- you gotta have some dignity, though. I you're mean, hyped. you're going to call yourself a big-time program. They've got... They're a blue blood in basketball. Like it's not like they don't know what it is to be good. Yeah, those fans have. They know success. This is you know storming the the court after a one v sixteen. They haven't been any good since uh, that giant man left. Um, Well, yeah, back in the uh, Akib Talib and Chris Harris Junior days, they were they were decent. And and isn't they beat CU and Les Miles is their coach? Like Les Miles, former. You know, LSU coach, champion. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of freaked out when they announced that he was. Oh no, he's out. It says, never mind. Who is their coach? He left in this year. I mean, he's, either way, it's embarrassing, though. I mean, like, 
I mean, they've already are the laughing stock of the Big 12. I mean, remember when Baker, they wouldn't shake Baker's hand and then he put up like eight touchdowns on him, was grabbing his nuts on the sideline. I mean, they've just been <laughs> crapped on for it's been years a quick now. For them. It really yeah. has. They had some decent teams back, I don't know, when I was in school. But... And their uniforms. I, I love their basketball unis, the blue and the red and, and the Jayhawk, but for some reason, their football uniforms are just ugly i don't like them at all their script on their letters or numbers is really like yeah it looks like i don't know times new roman or something yeah (laughs) um but yeah going going into some other games i mean so bama absolutely crushes miami not even close um joe you had the take that miami would be an exciting team uh how how do you feel about that like Kyle said, it's Alabama. Like we're going to see Alabama absolutely abuse a lot of good teams this year. I think we need to give the season a couple of weeks to let Miami play some non-Alabama teams. Yeah, um, that's fair. That's fair. Not be in Tuscaloosa. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, essentially Alabama has a bye week after this too against Mercer. So Miami, it was a perfect storm. Um, obviously, it sets up uh, Heisman hopeful King, their quarterback for anything but success. So I think give them another, give them another week. Let's see where they end up. Uh, Sam, your Navy take, however, looks pretty ice cold. Oh, so speaking of geez. ice cold takes, <laughs> ouch. Yeah. Um, I, do you remember though? I took, I picked them to lose the whole conference. Um, yep. You know, oh, yeah. I, I was, I thought yeah. I was doing my part being a Patriot, um, but things, <laughs> and, things and then, are not looking great as of now. Um, yeah. there's still Again, time to turn it around, but they're not going to be, I mean, what's, what's their schedule going Sam, for? They have, they play air had, force. They play Houston years to turn it around and they haven't. So <laughs> they do have two ranked opponents coming up later in the year against Cincinnati and Notre Dame. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough go for them. I I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking like a, like a scrub with that pick for sure. So, I mean, uh, takes, Kansas, take, oh, takes that looked cold last week. In Illinois, going and beating up on uh, Scott Frost, Nebraska Cornhuskers, Illinois really flipped it around, and they went and they got beat up on by uh, University of Texas San Antonio. So, Kyle, you're looking a little bit better this week. Yes, looking accurate with your Illinois actually bad, Illinois Nebraska actually good. worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but, that was a good take. But Nebraska beat what Fordham or something? Right. Yeah, absolutely yeah. annihilated Fordham. Go Cornhuskers. They're back. Scott Frost, <laughs> job secure. Whatever the hell school that is. Listen, I guarantee you, most people don't know where Fordham is. I was just about to say, if does anyone know what state that's in? I'll pull it up if you guys I, want to take a guess. I want to guess. Before I look it up, I'm saying New York. Maybe okay. Maybe. That's a good guess. I'm going to say Pennsylvania. Okay. okay. Uh, let's see here. Fordham football. Fordham, uh, the proud... Uh, well, I don't know what mascot they're on, but John Skelton was uh, went to Fordham. Oh, they are in New York, Kyle. Thank you. Nice, Thank good you. job. Right, Excellent work. Good. Subdivisions and are members of the Patriot League. Yes, mm. great. Mm. You were trying to be a Patriot. They're Rams, so I like them. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Um, also, another Rams last two games. <laughs> last two games I wanted to touch on uh, the Florida State game. Uh, against Notre Dame, great game, uh, overtime, and then of course the um, odd comments by the head coach of Notre Dame saying that his team should be executed. Uh, mm. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, but it, it came out that it was he was trying to do the the old quote when they said, "What did you think about your team's execution?" And he said, "I'm in favor of it." 
big joke back then. They asked, how did your team perform coming down the stretch there? And he was like, I want to execute them all. So <laughs> he, he tried. He didn't quite. Uh, the, again, his execution wasn't quite there. So his delivery was way there, off. But, uh, it did not uh, he should not start a podcast. No, the, the big deal is Mackenzie Milton, uh, Florida State's quarterback, who uh, obviously transferred over from UCF had a catastrophic knee injury. I mean, you hear about all how horrible, like they didn't know if he's going to walk, if it's going to change his entire life. Like it's one of the worst knee injuries they'd seen. His doctor was quoted as saying, uh, I've never heard of, I'm not going to tell you it's impossible for you to come back, but I've never heard of anything like that. It's like the Teddy Bridgewater Uh, or Alex Smith kind of. Right. And then, uh, last night he comes in in the fourth quarter and he leads a comeback to send it to overtime against number nine, Notre Dame, uh, obviously, it's the NFL's down week, so it's a prime time, uh, mm-hmm. nationally televised game. So Mackenzie Milton, good for him. He's definitely going to be a story to watch at FSU. Easy guy to root for. Um, you know, taking three years to come back from a knee injury, uh, a bad one. So that was that was awesome to see. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, yeah, and then the last game, of course, we got to talk about it. Wyoming uh, gets a win. Um, yeah, that's about it. It was a very, it was like a boring game to start. Uh, you had Chad Muma, who's our middle linebacker, uh, definitely getting a lot of NFL buzz, some Butkus Award buzz. He's Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week after having 11 tackles, a sack, and a blocked field goal. Uh, a blocked field goal that you don't typically see. Normally you see him diving in. He just standing in the back, leaped about nine and a half feet off the ground and swatted out of the air. So that was sweet. And then we won with a, 40 seconds to go touchdown pass. So not what you want to see. I have mixed emotions on it took that to beat an FCS school. We should have had a revamped offense and we didn't even, we scored one touchdown. So at least you guys uh, won. At least we were there. <laughs> um, I do want to say though about the CSU game. Uh, I did say Trey McBride, top tight end in the country. Uh, he did have mm-hmm. 13 receptions for 116 yards. So it, uh, yeah, I, I also, the uh, <laughs> the uh, the other game that I wanted to touch on quick is the Oklahoma almost getting uh, oh yeah 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 letting yeah. You know, started I mean, out a really close game and then yeah because they what Tulane went up fourteen zip I think it was yeah we were in that neighborhood and then obviously uh, they had some long passes kind of started stretching the field on Tulane um, they the targeting rule I can't believe they he knocks the helmet off of a sliding quarterback and yeah yeah the big 12 commissioners calling down saying that's not targeting we want him in so obviously they, and they he say did, not targeting he's and fine he was like, and he did horns down while he was doing it so <laughs> and he did horns down. <laughs> so it was a 40 yard penalty <laughs> so, uh that that was a big momentum change when instead of losing one of your starters to a targeting and giving it up instead it's oklahoma ball and then uh you lose your quarterback for a play, and um, then in the second half, it ends up being, uh, I think the biggest lead was like 20, 24 points, and then uh, they came back to within five, and it was within a half a yard. He scrambles on fourth down and gets, you know, fourth and 13, and he gets 12 and a half. So Oklahoma, uh, definitely, in my opinion, not deserving of that number two, especially when we moved that game from should have been in Tulane, and they have right. to go mm-hmm. two living yeah. in hotels because of the hurricane to Norman. I mean, I mean it must have been just been I don't know, fired up from 
kind of a we are Marshall type situation. I don't know. Like, oh yeah, definitely. They're putting like. they're putting the state of Louisiana on their back, which is unfortunate because I think all didn't all three Louisiana schools lose or did LSU win? I know the Raging LSU Cajuns lost. lost. LSU lost to UCLA, which yeah. UCLA and Chip Kelly look very good. Yeah. Um, and then hot take by Texas, Joe. Hot Texas beat up on the Raging Cajuns. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunately, all three of those schools had to. You'd, you'd hope one team would get a win. Maybe, uh, hopefully, the Saints can pull out a win week one. Mm. Well, should we uh, should we get to our obscure game of the week? Uh, actually, first, I'm gonna I want to uh, throw it over to our interview. Um, oh, we okay. got we got Jimmy uh, Joe. I don't I don't know if you want to give a little intro about him real quick. Yeah, we have James Jimmy Exotic Hogger, who uh, from 2000 to 2000 or 2001 to 2003 was a catcher at San Jose State. Pretty funny interviews. Think you guys are really gonna like this one. So without further ado, let's send it over to Jimmy. Welcome in James Hogger, Jimmy Exotic, former catcher at Modesto Junior College and then San Jose State University. Jimmy Exotic, welcome aboard. What's going on, man? How you guys doing tonight? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. So obviously, like I like I mentioned in the intro, started off in 99 playing JUCO over at Modesto. Kind of tell us, you know, what that was like and then how you ended up going from there to San Jose State. So I came out of high school, not really having any offers or anything like that. Um, baseball in Northern California, obviously, we all know it's pretty, pretty big and a lot of players. So didn't really have any offers. So I went to the local JUCO there, and, and I was lucky enough to play under Bo Aiello, who was an unbelievable coach and. Uh, always knew that I wanted to further my career and go somewhere else. So we were lucky enough to have some scouts in the stands. And I guess I uh, kissed enough ass to the scouts to uh, give, me, uh, <laughs> give me a chance over at San Jose State. Very nice, man. So jumped over and then you didn't start immediately playing catcher. What, uh, what was the transition like at San Jose State? So there was already – like two older upperclassmen. So the only way that I could be a part of the team was obviously if I sat in the bullpen and did my time. They always kept three catchers on just just in case the first two go down. College are allowed to have a little bit bigger roster than, you know, let's say the pros or, or anything like that. So – they always kept it on. Um, so I sat down in the bullpen for two years. And then my senior year, they finally allowed me to come back down to the dugout and hang out down in the dugout and back the other guy up, which, you know, that, that got me a few games here or there. But um, that's, that's about it. You know, other than that, I just kind of hung out and chirped everybody and had a good time hanging out with the boys. The worst gig, though. I mean, you're kind of what chilling in the dugout until probably sixth or seventh inning when the relievers start warming up, unless unless the is having a bad game. Like, are you guys watching intently, or are you kind of just like screwing around, like out in the bullpen, or what? I mean, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, I was screwing around. <laughs> um, 
I mean, it, it, it's a great gig. I mean, it, it, there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. I mean, it, you hang out down there. Uh, a lot of times you're hanging out with the relievers, and, and we all know how left-hand relievers are. They're kind of like goalies, a um, little weird. <laughs> they're out there. So you get, you get them going, and before you know it, they're signing their, their name and throwing the ball into the, into the stands and asking girls, you know, what they were doing, what they're doing tonight. So no, it was it was a great gig. I I enjoyed being down in the bullpen. I didn't. I was never a hitter, so I always enjoyed the art of catching and and everything that came with catching. I could have cared less if I hit five hundred home runs or two, which I did. But, now you now you say you say two. Now your stat line. You got two bombs, Jimmy. Tell me about those bombs. You know the two bombs. Uh, just, uh, you know, close your eyes and swing as hard as you can. Um, the great thing is, is in college, you still use a metal bat. So, you know, the, the wind's blowing out right, and I got on the front foot. And, where did you, you hit know? those bombs at, Jimmy? Um, Do you remember where you hit I them? Hit, so I hit one at Municipal Stadium, which was uh, in San Jose. And that was that was uh, San Jose. That was also the San Jose Giants LA club for the San Francisco Giants. That was their uh, that was their stadium that we shared, which that was a shit ton of fun to, to hang out with some pro guys too. And then uh, the other one I hit was down in Fresno against Fresno State uh, against the Bulldogs, which that was my dream when I was a kid was to play for the Fresno State Bulldogs, but. You know, you got to be you got to be damn good to play for them, believe it or not. I mean, I know it doesn't sound like it, but you know, they they're they're a legit program. Nice man. So you talked a little bit about the art of calling a game. Like, how did you work with pitchers? What was your mindset when you were calling a game? So I always the biggest thing calling a game for me was watching. But that's when I really was into the game. So if I knew sometimes there would be times that I knew I'd be going into the game with that, with that pitcher. If I was, the, when I was back up, if I knew, then I want to know what, what's on for him. Like what is his curveball on? Is his changeup on? Is all of his pitches on? Is his fastball? Is he spotting his fastball? And we would go from there. You know, it would be it would be a game by game, almost batter by batter, pitch by pitch situation. Um, when I was in JUCO, uh, the uh, the head coach called the game, so I didn't get I didn't get any part of calling the game unless I I went out of my way to disobey him, which in return he would always and my my JUCO coach he didn't say fuck he said fat. So it was it was always great to when he would come to the mound because he would walk fast. If you disobeyed him and they hit a home run, he would walk fast with his with his shoulders slumped. We'd get to the mound and he wouldn't ever look at the pitcher. He'd look at you and say, What the fuck was that, you stupid motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> and what do you say to that? I mean, you just look at him and go, My bad. I'm right, coach. Pat him on the butt and get back to behind the plate where at least the umpire can save you a little bit. 
Right. No, it's nice. Catcher, you can kind of put the mask on and then you can kind of hide behind it a little. That's nice. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's the greatest invention ever. I mean, you should have, I mean, <laughs> some of the shit that I said. Oh. So we're talking yeah. about, like, did you interact with the batters a lot while you're behind the plate, Jimmy? Um, no, not really. Because, I mean, you, you're trying to really concentrate on where they're standing and where they're looking and everything else. I mean, where I where I fucked with everyone is when I was on the bench. I mean, yeah. holy smokes! I if you were if if you went looking, I had a thing. If you went looking, I would always yell, "Can I help you?" No, just looking. <laughs> you know, and like, you know? Uh, I would always. I, that's when I would get into batters. I, I when, when you, it, it's almost kind of like a written rule in baseball, like. You don't really talk to batters as a catcher. I mean, there would be every once in a while, you know, I'd say some shit. And we were playing, we were playing a team um, from uh, from Southern California, and they were they were more inland than they were by by the ocean. And this was right at the beginning of the season, and uh, one of the one of the we did this was during batting practice, you know, and. One of the guys comes up to us and says, hey, uh, you guys going to the ocean after this? And we'd be like, what the fuck? It's like two hours away. What are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, well, what do you mean it's two hours away? I was like, well, yeah, the ocean's two hours away, man. That, that, that's a hug. We can't. We'll get in trouble for that shit. And he said, uh, he goes, well, coach, coach brought us here. They're, they were from Oregon two kids from Oregon and they were like, well, coach brought us here saying that the ocean was right around the corner. <laughs> and uh, so during the game, I just, I chirped them all game long. Like, Hey, you guys going surfing boys? How you doing, boys? <laughs> uh, were there ever any, just... uh, any brawls? Anyone ever charged the mound? You had to, you maybe grab a guy or anything? Yeah. Yeah. So when, when I was a, when I was a sophomore at San Jose state, our catcher got chucked. And I mean, that dude got lit up. And he wasn't tiny either. He was like 6'1", 200 pounds, you know? So, I mean, for him to get chucked, this dude was huge. And uh, we, were, we were playing Cal State Fullerton. And uh, so, obviously, you know, he, he went out of the game, back up, back up to him. So, now I got to be on, on key because now I'm, I'm the backup. Uh, I'm the backup catcher and uh sure shit first pitch you know and, and in college you don't just like throw at their butt you know like major leagues you throw at their head oh yeah you're so it tag them on top the shoulders <laughs> i mean oh yeah you're trying to you're trying to absolutely destroy this kid right just send mean, that kid that's... Oh yeah, I mean you're you're hoping that the ambulance comes at that point. I mean <laughs> that is, and I mean our coach our coach stopped the game and we changed pitchers and we changed to our closer. Like this is the third inning, right? So we changed to our closer in the third inning that's pumping ninety five from the left side. So yeah, coach, we know what you're doing. And I mean he tags him in the upper shoulder, and this thing goes damn near over over the backstop. That's how hard he hits him. And he doesn't even flinch. He doesn't even flinch straight to the mound. And before you knew it, we were 
all in. And we were playing at Cal State Fullerton, right? So in college, you have your redshirt guys, not on the bench, but like, you know, right behind the bench. So it's 25, 30 of us, right, at San Jose State that came down versus about 50 Cal State Fullerton guys. We got our ass whooped. Our first baseman got knocked out. Um, you know, I went running out there, and I, I threw a few haymakers that probably connected with somebody, but uh, not sure if I, it, they were wearing the right hat or not. Um, I got hit guy. a couple times. Oh, yeah, you nobody cares. You're just throwing haymakers. and I mean, it was, it was great, you know, because the – the umpires are old. They have no clue what to do. You know, they, they're like in retirement damn near. So it was, it was awesome. That was a great, that was the greatest brawl. It was the only brawl I was really involved in. There was a couple others where guys would, you know, start to walk and, you know, either myself or, or the other catcher would be like, Hey buddy, you don't want to do this. You know, we were, we were San Jose state. So, we had a lot of uh, corn corn fed guys from like the valley, <laughs> yeah, like the myself, boys, you know. We had some big boys on the team that I, you know, there was a couple times I told I told them, hey, you know, I mean, our the, the only small guys were our second baseman and our shortstop. They called <laughs> they called for the yeah they called for the ball pelota. They didn't say ball. They said pelota. 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 <laughs> First time I thought they were talking shit about me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's, so, Jimmy, tell me about uh, – So, I mean, what was it like in, in school, like off the field? Like you guys took classes together a bunch or kind of what was the dynamic for you? Yeah, so in, in college, you, you know, your, your coach makes your, your uh, schedule for you. Because obviously he knows what he needs from you and everything else. You know, me being the bullpen catcher, that meant always made my schedule. Every every once in a while, we were able to pick night school classes, you know, if we wanted to, to get ahead or just do something different. And so our shortstop talked talk me into like this movie class. And it's a movie class. And I thought, well, shit, you know, I can I can grab McDonald's and Kick back, watch a movie. I mean, <laughs> for three credits, that's three Perfect. three English credits, right? So we get there. The, the class started at 6.30, and we normally, from practice or whatever, we normally got off the field by about 4.35. Once you go to the locker room, trainer's room, whatever you have to do, you know, you're looking at 5.45, 6 o'clock. We're in the McDonald's. You get back at 6.15, sit down, eat. So the very first time, I was like, sweet. This this works out perfect. Grab McDonald's. Remind you, you know, I mean, you're a college kid, right? So your lunch was, was minimal because you don't have any money. And you're just trying to survive on peanut butter and jelly for the most part. So if I got McDonald's, it was a treat. And then... <laughs> This teacher out of nowhere comes flying up to us because we're sitting in like a theater class, right? So we're obviously, you know, we're, we're athletes. We don't sit in the front of the class. 
we're, we're back in the class. <laughs> of course not. Why would you? No. no back row mafia. We sit, yes, we are absolutely the back row mafia. And, and so we're sitting in the back there. And he comes up the stairs. And I'm looking at this old dude just pissed. <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, you guys fucking baseball players? And it's like. No, dude, I'm wearing something that says San Jose State Baseball on it just for shits and giggles, <laughs> you know. And uh, he goes, well, I don't allow eating in my class, and I sure in the hell don't like athletes. So if you don't like this, get the hell out. I was like, holy shit, what is wrong with this guy, you know? So I'm looking at our shortstop, either, and I'm like, either, dude, this isn't cool. What, what the hell did you drag me into? And he goes, okay, so we were going to watch some French movie in French where we had to read the subtitles <laughs> and then write a three-page paper on it and turn it in next week. So about two minutes into the movie, I got up and said, hey, good luck, and went and dropped the class immediately. Because <laughs> there's no way I'm going to read for three hours while I watch a French movie. Yeah, it's, it's basically a reading class at that point. Right. Basically, it's a stupid reading class with no boobs. I mean, at least if it was. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. That's a it, was the worst, it was the worst experience I ever. So I never took night school class ever again. And I sure in the hell didn't take any classes with him because he was way smarter than I was. Oh, that's so funny. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. So staying off the field, like everybody loves, you know, you think of baseball and those long road trips, like kind of talk about the buses or the hotels or kind of hanging with the boys outside of, you know, on the road trips. I mean, that was, that was obviously the greatest experience ever. Right. I mean, you're, you're on a bus for three, four, five, sometimes eight hours with, uh, with your best friends, you know, and you're, you're sitting there having a good time. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, we weren't, we weren't football players or anything like that. So it wasn't, you know, if you lost a game, coach didn't come in and be like, you guys fucking lost. You got to be quiet the whole ride home. You know, I mean, we played 50, 60 games a year. You're going to lose some. So, I mean, as long as we didn't get too rowdy, he didn't get too pissed. You know, by senior year, you know, I, I'm dumb as shit. So I was 22 by senior year. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, now I can buy alcohol. So as long as you snuck it on the bus and coach never found out, you were good to go. And a lot of times our coach at San Jose was old. He, he was much older, you know. Jack Thompson was much older. He was in his 60s. Um, probably should have retired, but, I mean, who can pass up six digits a year to coach baseball, right? Mm. And uh, so, I mean, he, he would fall asleep on, on these long rides so as soon as what we would do is we take we take our backpacks in, and throw like a six pack each in, and we would be drinking on the bus, especially the, those weekend double headers, because it, you know you're getting back at six seven o'clock at night. You take a quick shower, you already spiced up, you know six or seven or eight. <laughs> you're already pregamed on the bus. You're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, it made it so much fun. I mean, because then you get to the to the college parties, you're already spiced up, feeling good. I mean, there's plenty of times I, I walked into a freaking party with no shirt on and 
<laughs> Let me tell you, at that time, I, I was still pretty hairy back then, you know, with a little, <laughs> little back hair and chest hair going. He was only wearing the catcher's yep. chest protector and the shin guards and the mask. That's it. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. And the cup. Mm. And, and <laughs> you, had, you had to wear the cup, especially, like, I got it, I got it cracked one time. I you got, got a, a cracked tip. cup? Oh. Yeah, I got a foul tip right to the balls. Oh, and, my uh, God. And it cracked, right? Jeez. So, I mean, the craziest bush story probably, you know, there was one time we were, we were headed back from Southern California. And I, I don't know, you know, if anybody's ever been to California, from Northern to Southern, it, there's this road called I-5, Okay. And it runs from the very tip of the state to, to Mexico. And, the, you know, you're, you're the boys of the summer, right? So on I-5, it's just straight, flat, boring, and it's 110 degrees. I mean, it's damn near being in the desert. And about halfway through, the, and it takes about eight hours from San Jose to, to, to Southern California. So about four hours in, we just got done playing, you know, you, you hop on the bus you head back and about four hours in our air conditioning goes out i've never seen so many dudes running around butt ass naked or in their underwear it was disgusting (laughs) and the smell on that bus was rancid just shoving their out just at oh my god i mean it was it was the worst smell because you know there's no airflow, even with windows down. There, there's no real good like airflow going. Um, your air conditioning's out, and everybody's sweating and shitting. And you know, it's an eight-hour ride. Everybody's gonna have to shit at some point. And it was it was probably the most disgusting thing I've ever been a part of. So we say, was- tell us your favorite story from a bus. And you say, well, here's this time all these sweaty naked dudes were running around. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> you can't get oh, you can't get any other story like that. But I mean there, there was of course there was great times of us, you know, fucking with the freshmen and you know, everything else like that. It, you know, you never fell asleep on the bus rides because God knows what could happen to your baseball hat. But uh, <laughs> Sure, there was definitely some uh, some fluids in there. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, there's always that icy hot. You know, icy hot <laughs> always works great. That's a good one. At the end of your uh, college career, were there any sniffs of getting in the minor leagues or anything like that? Any contracts? Yes, there, there was this, this guy. So when I was, uh, when I was a, a, a junior, you know, there was, there was this old-time guy that would – He'd been sniffing around me since senior year of high school. And uh, he was the greatest guy you've ever met in your life. He was about five foot two. I mean, if you could picture an old time baseball coach, this is what you would picture. He's five two, about 200 pounds. He's got a wad of chaw in his mouth that literally drools like a bulldog down (laughs) down his thing. So I got to know him, and, and uh, you know, he came, and, and I filled out my card. You know, you got a, you got a draft card that you got to fill out, and, you know. Um, 
that was about it. I mean, that was about the only sniff I got was from him. And it, I would be a late round pick if anything. And, and I would be, uh, I'd have to pay my way out to, to mini camp or short a camp or whatever. And, uh, you know, just nothing ever, nothing ever panned out with that. So how did that transition happen from, you know, you being a D1 baseball, your family's diehard hockey fans? Well, you know, uh, I, I, it's one of those things when you have a kid, you're, you're trying to find his interest and everything else like that. And, um, you, you know, in Northern California there, we had, uh, we were an ice rink real close to us and two roller rinks right next to us, uh, roller hockey rinks. And, uh, he, he started playing roller hockey and wanted to transition to ice and, he was actually, you know, pretty athletic and pretty good and went right into goalie. And next thing you know, that's what he loves. I mean, I could throw a baseball. I've played catch with him out in the yard, you know, hoping that eventually he would catch on and love it. And he can't catch a baseball worth of shit, but he can catch a 90-mile-per-hour puck. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, as long as he was in sports and, and, you know, I mean, I guess both my wife and I being collegiate athlete, we were we were all on board once he found the love of his life. And, and you know, just like my wife and I, you know, we, we both knew knew what it's like to, to love a sport and to want to play it every single day. And. So what better way to do that than to come to the state of hockey and let them play? True. Um, well, yeah, uh, we, we really appreciate, appreciate you coming on, Jimmy. Uh, I think our listeners are really going to love it. I think that was, that was hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I really, I really appreciate you guys having me on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know? um, thanks for coming. We really appreciate it. And uh, you take care. Alrighty, big thank you to our friend Jimmy. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Very, very funny guy. Alrighty, and now we're going to talk about last week's obscure game of the week. We had FIU versus LIU. Um, kind of a blowout, 48-10 to 10 in favor of FIU. Um, I know you two had FIU picked. I, I settled on Long Island, which was not a great pick. Not uh, good, not good. Yeah, what, what did you guys think of that game? Did you have the chance to watch any of it? I only got to see peaks of it just because i had better things to do <laughs> yeah you know I, I will say you know uh long island shark quarterback threw for 197 yards which we were trying to decide if he would throw for over or, or under yeah. 100 yeah me and joe took the over on that so yeah, we, we yeah, got something yeah. right I, so mm-hmm. good job mm-hmm. for quarterback orth the shark uh um for rushing yards, I don't know if you guys are seeing this, but FIU's running back, uh, Price, had five carries. Uh, do the quick math. He had 165 yards and three touchdowns. So essentially, oh, yeah. those five carries were unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, what, 30 yards a carry around there? Which Give guy? It to him oh, and, Price, uh, yeah. His, so average, Price, his average was 33 yards. Yeah, That's he, insane. Uh, he had two touchdowns in the first quarter and one in the second. And then I don't know if he touched the ball again because he only, he only didn't score a touchdown twice when he got the ball. <laughs> yeah. His touchdown average is absurd. He almost out. He almost had more yards than the LIU quarterback had throwing. 
Yeah. The, the uh, rushing yards between the two teams, um, the Sharks had a whopping 96 rushing yards to Panthers, uh, 318. Mm, wow. So very effective on the ground attack, I'd say. The, and uh, Panthers actually had a, a total of 594 yards. Sharks with white uniforms, orange helmets, and blue letters was a, you Oof. know, they came out looking great. Uh, usually look good, play good, but not in this case. Yeah. Well, and they also have a, a big matchup next week against West Virginia. The Sharks do. <laughs> yeah. The Sharks will be playing West Virginia. Sharks Mountaineers. Not, not going to be a good one. <laughs> and then F, FIU is playing uh, Texas Tech. So both of them are probably going to take some big L's. Go in there. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Unless, Hopefully... I will. I will be on pins and needles to see Devonte Price can keep up that thirty <laughs> yard he's, he's average. He's straight to the Heisman if he does. I mean, <laughs> he's got an over fifty percent uh, touchdown rate for, per rush. So I mean, uh, only five carries. They got to start feeding this guy the rock. Let's, I mean, let's get the let's hype get him train some going. Hype train going for Price here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, is, is he going to the combine this year or what? Um, so now we're going to get into our obscure game of the week. And we've decided to pick Temple versus Akron. So two um, teams that had 60 points scored on them last week. Yeah, not great. Temple lost 61-14 to 14 to Rutgers, who is looking like a fairly good team, um, who I think Kyle picked to be last in the conference. So we'll see how that goes. And we'll then we'll Akron lost 60-10 to 10 to Auburn. Um, that game will be on ESPN+. Plus. But uh, who, who are you guys picking for this game? Well, I'll be honest with you. I'm interested if it's going to be over or under uh, as far as bets because both offenses pretty inept, both defenses significantly inept. So <laughs> which which lesser of the evils ends up winning out? That's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, it's either going to be a 3 nothing game or a 60 to yeah. – we'll see. Yeah, so, give me a shootout, a defensive struggle by teams that give up 60 points. And that's going to be I'm trying to see here. It looks like – one of their quarterbacks, um, yeah, he last week, Temple's quarterback was 8 for 24, 33% pass uh, completion. Okay. Uh, zero touchdowns, one interception. Last week, it looks like um, Akron's quarterback was actually 13 of 13 for 129 yards. Wow. That's efficiency. Well, but they, they played two quarterbacks. Though. Oh, what was the other guy? The other guy was 9 of 14. For 62 yards. So I'm not so, sure. Like, so probably Irons is who I'm looking yeah, at. It's yeah. probably going to get the start then, I'm assuming. I mean, unless he got hurt. I'm not sure. We, we don't have the injury report for this game yet. Yeah, I don't know uh, if they make them for this small game. It games. is at Akron. Um, and it's actually pretty tight. The odds on this game are what? We've got... Yeah, it looks like a touchdown spread early. Yes. Uh, six so and a half, Temple's so. favored by six and a half. Yeah, the money site, you call it on 10 the, points. On the money road, line is is uh, minus 240 for Temple, plus 200 for Akron is the money line. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I'm I'm going I'm going zips here. I'm going Akron zips. And actually, I have found a very interesting tidbit. Um, they were actually in 1926, the team was actually named the Zippers after the rubber boots. They were manufactured by B.F. Goodrich, which was headquartered in Akron. Wow. They shortened it to just Zips in 1950. So they they were named Zippers after Boots at one point. And I think their mascot's like a like a kangaroo or something. 
They should change it to the nips and just have some like hot girl be their mascot. I think <laughs> the okay. Akron you want to you want to sell tickets to Akron nips. I mean, I mean, no, the Ohio the Ohio college football market is rather saturated. So if you want right. to get in there and get some ticket sales, yeah, that's a good call, Sam. We want nips. We want nips. <laughs> nips. Uh, uh, tempting. I mean, turning the Z ninety degrees clockwise. Uh, but exactly, uh, I'm going to go with the Temple Owls in this matchup. Nice. Okay. Um, you picked? You picked? I don't know. I haven't picked yet. I think. I mean, I think Akron played the harder opponent last week, um, and put up ten points. Temple played Rutgers, who's not as good as Auburn, I don't think, and Mm -hmm. put up fourteen. So, um, I like picking underdogs. So I'm gonna go with Akron as well. Let's go zips. All right, zips. Soon to be nips. We, uh, uh, our second obscure game of the week is the Colorado State Rams versus the Vanderbilt Commodores, right? No, yes, oh, that, I'm sorry. That was just one of our normal games. We yeah, that's just a normal game. Um, oh. them, so we got them. We got another intriguing matchup is Oregon, Ohio State, and then Texas versus Arkansas. Um, there's not really too many big matchups this week. A lot of these ranked schools are playing um, a bunch of no-namers, so we'll, we'll see how they go. Um, but then we also we discussed earlier game of the week or game day college football game day is Iowa versus Iowa State. Um, Kyle, I'm assuming I know your pick, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna go to Joe. Who, who are you picking, Joe? Iowa State on that one, please. Now, uh, Kyle, you're not gonna love this, but I do think that Iowa goes into Ames after they played Indiana so tough uh, rivalry game, and I do think the Big Twelve as bad as almost every Big Twelve school looked. A little bit on the overrated side this year. Um, I think that Texas is probably the class of the Big 12, which we can get to the next one. So I'm going to take Iowa in this one. Uh, Although, yeah, horns down. Joe, my hatred for you has just deepened quite a bit. Mm -hmm. It's Uh, fine. You can take Northern Illinois. (laughs) Well, uh, I'm actually also going to side with Joe, but for different reasons. Um, Colorado State does play Iowa in the future. Uh, I'm not uh in about two weeks i think uh so and i would love for iowa to be ranked higher when we beat them so i'm also going to go with iowa uh that's got to make you feel good kyle if sam's picking uh sam's track record it's not probably great, wrong so, yeah, <laughs> yeah wrong. so you got to feel good it. about iowa state's chances yeah right. yeah my bets this weekend were not great i think the only bet that hit was uh virginia tech upsetting north carolina every other pick was mm-hmm. an absolute bust mm-hmm all right, moving on to what, Oregon, Ohio State. Yeah, Oregon, Ohio State. I think I, I think Oregon will win. I mean, they didn't look oh, amazing, damn. but it's it's in they Columbus. Had, it's in Columbus. They it was all that Oregon could handle with the Fresno State Bulldogs. Uh, very close to an upset alert there. Um, barely pulled it out right at the end there uh, by seven points. So no, Ohio State is going to absolutely slaughter the Oregon Ducks. And, and Ohio State played a good Minnesota team on mm-hmm. the road last week and, and pulled it off. They're, they're the same old Ohio State. Yeah, I'm taking yep. Ohio State. Okay. They've had, that was a Thursday game, so they've had an extra four days to prepare. Uh, yeah, it's, it's right. going to be a massacre. And then Texas, Arkansas, who are you guys taking there? Uh, future. Yeah, f- future SEC buddies, former Southwest Conference buddies. Um, yeah, I am actually, it's in Arkansas. Uh, I am full of hatred and going Arkansas big time here. 
Okay. Big okay. Time. Horns, down. Horns down. Arkansas. Horns down. Horns. Horns down. Horns down. Kyle, that's a flag. That's yeah, 15 yards. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to sit out for 15 minutes. Sorry, yeah, you can't, sorry man. You can't finish. Uh, yeah, I wonder if the SEC is gonna is gonna let Texas come in and write all of their own rules like the Big 12 has. Own TV, uh, horns down as a penalty. Yeah. It. Well, we'll see. Good luck, Texas. Uh, no, but I'm gonna take Texas in this one. I think the Raging Cajuns were a good team, and Texas kind of handled them in all facets pretty well. Texas looked fast. Um, it looked. Uh, I believe Steve Sarkeesian is the is the head coach there. Um, obviously made Alabama's offense kind of run uh, the last several years. Very, very good. And um, they've got a very good young quarterback. So I think that Texas goes into Arkansas, beats up on our, uh, Arkansas pretty handily. Um, and I do think, like I said slightly earlier, that Texas is going to end up being the class of the Big 12 this year. Uh, that's a good pick. I, I think I'm going to lean Arkansas too. I just, I, I don't know why I love watching UT lose. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go Arkansas. Oh, and, and your guys' picks for CSU Vanderbilt. We never did that. Just, I mean, it's an easy pick, but I'll ask you guys. Uh, Is that in four columns? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to bet that I don't turn on that game. <laughs> I have, I assure you that I have, my time is more valuable than that game. <laughs> Uh, so I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna write down Vandy for Joe. Uh, I, think so. <laughs> I think so, but I mean, I, I I guess my last pick. I was sort of believing in the strength of of lower SEC teams. I'm gonna go the opposite on on this one. I actually, I Vanderbilt is the Kansas of the SEC. Um, they suck. Always have. I mean, since Jay Cutler left, uh, but. Uh, I'll actually, I think CSU is going to be real mad. They're at home. Yeah. I, I hear they have the best tight end in the country. Oh, yeah. Somehow. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Vanderbilt. I, I can't pick Vanderbilt. I'll, I'll go Colorado State. I mean, if, if if this was a softball matchup, it would actually be kind of intriguing, <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah. We got some good softball players. Yeah. No, right. Vanderbilt known for softball. All right. Is um, that it then? That's yeah. All our, so those picks. are our picks. And so, yeah. Oh, no, okay. So Wyoming plays. Uh, Northern Illinois, who just beat Georgia Tech. So an interesting, interesting matchup. Wyoming obviously going to win that one. Josh Allen's first game as a starter against Northern Illinois was on Kyle's 30th birthday. Wow. Uh, and time Josh, Allen, uh, Josh Allen ran for about 75 yards in triple overtime to get a touchdown from the five-yard line. So exciting play. <laughs> a lot of history here. Wyoming about to come out and get another dub. Okay. Okay. Um, is that game going to be televised at all or – ESPN three, so you know you can stream ESPN it. ESPN, ESPN plus, yeah. So you know, use your Disney Plus subscription, or you know, Kyle, send send out your password so people can yeah, watch I'll it. I'll put it, yeah, I'll put it on Instagram. Um, all right, yeah, those are good picks, everyone. Um, uh, hold on, I'm taking Northern Illinois. I just okay, that just, uh, just I, 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 I'm pretty sure they've, they've beaten Iowa State in the past. I mean, you know, in the past, that's not saying much, but didn't uh, didn't like some. I feel like somebody went to Northern Illinois, like, like did some quarterback. Um, Aren't they the Huskies? Yeah, the Huskies. Yeah, the Huskies. Didn't mm-hmm. uh, wait. Who was that? That that Dallas Cowboy quarterback that that uh, is now doing all the analysis. Rom- Romo. Did he go there? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, am I getting that confused? Where did Tony Romo go to school? Anyways, um, yeah, no, no, no. I'm definitely picking them, though. 
I'm de- no, I'm definitely thinking of Eastern Illinois. He went to. Dang it. Okay. Uh, oh, Kenny Kenny Gall- uh, Galladay went to Northern Illinois. Wide receiver, Detroit Lions. He's not bad. Uh, not on the Lions anymore. He is a giant now, I believe. Oh, you're right. He is a giant now. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's the only alumni that I can find. Michael Turner of the Falcons. Bur- Turner the Burner. Turner the we can, Bur- we can certainly move on. Not a lot of Northern Illinois fans <laughs> tuning into this, I bet. So. Um, okay, so yeah. So our, our obscure game of the week, are just to go over our picks, Temple versus Akron. Kyle and I are going Akron. Joe is going Temple. So uh, we'll make sure to keep an eye on that game. Um, and now we want to talk about the environment we've seen in college football. Joe, I know you got a couple examples that come to mind. No, I think uh, you watched Wisconsin uh, play Penn State. And while the game was uh, maybe not the most exciting, um, when they announced that they were going to play Jump Around, which, you know, for everybody that doesn't know, they always play that song. That's kind of their thing. Um, like, the whole student section is getting up and chanting for it. And then the whole stadium's just going absolutely bonkers. 100,000 people. They haven't been able to do it in, you know, two plus whatever years, whatever it was because of COVID. So that was awesome to see. Um, you know, you saw a little bit there. And then at the uh, big house in Michigan, they had Mr. Brightside playing and they cut off the music for when the play went back and the whole crowd just finishes it off, keeps singing it. So the crowds were absolutely into it. Packed houses all over. It was so awesome to see. Yeah, Mel and Mr. Brightside is the greatest karaoke song of all time. That's true. Shout out Mike Reyes Silvis. Yeah, and also uh, Virginia Tech. They did the Enter Sandman when they came in against mm-hmm. uh, Northern Col- or not Northern Colorado, uh, North Carolina, and yeah, that was that was pretty cool to watch too. Mm-hmm. And I might never eat mayonnaise ever again. Um, <laughs> after watching that man just rub his pectorals with mayonnaise and dump it straight on its face so that yeah. was very disturbing i um, love it they need to bring more food into the games i don't think i don't think we need that you know <laughs> well <laughs> did you see so barstool is hosting the arizona bowl this year it's now the barstool bowl mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh dave portner came out and said this a while back but he was like all right instead of a coin toss each team brings out a hot dog and whichever hot dog is better tasting, they get to decide if they want to receive or kick off. What? I think that's, I think it's genius. I think it's the smartest thing ever. No, uh, no, 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 not on board. All right. All right. Um, well, yeah, I think, uh, I think that kind of wraps up last week and this upcoming week. It's not going to be a huge week for college football. Um, obviously with the NFL starting to, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think I think our obscure game of the week will be a good one. It's not too obscure, but yeah. maybe they both score sixty points on each other. You know? yeah, <laughs> a real barn burner coming to Akron, Ohio. Here we go. Let's go nips. <laughs> <laughs> Some nip slip zips. Yeah, let's go. Um, all righty then. Uh, well, we thank you all for tuning in and listening to episode three of Back at State, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Go Nips! Ah!